Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. back everybody to another week of our fall obsession podcast thank you guys for tuning in i am sam thrash with fall obsession your host for this week's episode and joining me again this week are our guests from last week our pro staffer kurt eckleberry and our good friend jeff hasselbach welcome guys glad to have you on again hey thanks for having us back yeah thanks man you bet we got a good opportunity to talk to you guys last week about some uh some turkey hunting and really enjoyed that conversation so if you guys haven't checked out um, last week's podcast on uh, turkey hunting with these two fellers then go ahead and do that but this week we have a little bit different type of conversation in store um, because mr jeff here killed a really a, a true stud of a whitetail last year so we are going to talk to him about that kind of recap that hunt and i believe also some some other members of his family that killed some good deer last year yeah i think we got some we got some nice deer to talk about for sure man so before we before we dive into it um i'll kind of let you briefly introduce yourself again and uh talk about where you hunt and just maybe give folks a little bit of background on just kind of some previous whitetail experiences and the caliber of deer that you're you're typically seeing on your hunting grounds i'm not asking you to give away your your secrets or anything you can you can generalize it for folks but you um, can tell me though if you want i don't mind i'll take the coordinates yeah to be honest with you man i don't really have i don't try to keep secrets i guess you know i'm i try to share it all whatever i know with everybody else but man i'm i'm just turned 39 years old i've been i killed my first year when i was 10 you know with my grandpa and uh kind of been doing it ever since then uh since i added a you know my wife hunts 
my my son JT hunts and our daughter hopefully will will uh, also be getting involved in it. But uh, I've killed several, you know, decent bucks, man. I, I I've everyone's got a pretty good story, you know. There was one I was hunting, you know, I farmed a little bit on the side, had a rainy day, and I had a nice buck within 30 yards of me. I climbed down out of my tree stand, out of a climbing tree stand. I climbed down. And, and almost walked to this deer and he come across the creek and provided me with my first archery kill. You know, and that was that was really cool. But to say the least, man, I mean, this year's deer was, was by far the best deer that I've ever killed. But And it, it was a struggle this year, man. I, I try to get out, you know, find some deer for the kids and that, you know, do a little preseason scouting, hang some cameras make my own mineral you know we, we run several mineral sites and that and um it, it's funny because i i had even put a picture on facebook this year and i i had two deer that were like had the the smallest and most deformed set of antlers you could find and i said you know this is my 2020 season's going you know and and uh hadn't had any decent bucks and uh Went to Coshocton down in Southern Ohio, hunted down there for a while. I go down there usually once a week or once a month, I'm sorry, during during the deer season. We got a little deer camp down there and that and had an ice buck come right in behind me. We about shook hands, but there's nothing I couldn't get a shot off at him, so I was kinda bummed about that. Other than that, you know, I mean just hunt northern ohio most of the time you know a little bit of a little bit of southern ohio i kind of go down there a little more challenging in the hills and that gotcha so <clears throat> you had you, you mentioned that your 2020 season you had you had small bucks trash horns type deal so you really didn't have any any big hopes going into the 2020 season it sounds like up there man i really didn't i i really didn't uh didn't think anything like this was going to happen and uh I'm not by any means a trophy hunter. You know I mean? I, I'll shoot, you know, a, a decent deer. I'm not going to shoot, you know, a, a two-year-old deer, though. You know I mean? I'll, I'll let right. him walk, you know. But by any means, I'm not out there, you know, trying to kill every 180-inch deer in the woods. You know what I mean? But, you know, some, some people take it a little more to the more extreme than, than by far what I do. You know I mean? I, I'm just there for be outdoors and, and and to experience it you know absolutely so again as, as we already mentioned you did end up with a stud whitetail this year so expectations were lower going into the season but but take us into take us into this story a little bit and and kind of when that turning point was when when you realized that that you had a stud on your hands here <laughs> I will say, you know, probably the turning point for me was when uh, I was sitting in my tree and I turned around and seen this huge antler poking around the side of the tree. <laughs> I think uh, that was the turning point for me. I guess to, to begin this, you know, uh, I, I was just had a day off or whatever, and they started shelling the corn around the woods that, uh, that I was hunting. And that normally... You know when that's going on there that combine moves the deer around quite a bit and uh wanted to get out there and me and jt sat out there for the first half that they shelled and then they got rained out so it had been a couple weeks you know they hadn't been back in there and uh 
I went out previously had hung another stand in the tree so me and JT could hunt together and uh, he had fell and broke his wrist playing football at school two days before oh man so uh, yeah he was he was uh, unable to be with me but uh, I was just out there you know kind of watching things unfold had a few deer running around and uh, nothing really to get too excited over and I was facing in my tree, kind of facing to the west, watching this combine. And next thing I know, he's coming, just kind of opening it up around the woods that I was sitting in. And I hear something behind me. And I look, and there's this giant buck standing there. And I'm sitting down, ain't got my bow in my hand or anything. I'm like, man, this is not a good position to be in. (laughs) (laughs) But. It was, it was windy, you know what I mean? And, and he hadn't gotten into my wind or anything like that. So I just kind of tucked back. I was in a pretty big tree. I got kind of put that between me and him and stood up and grabbed my bow. Well, he had started running to the downwind side of me, got my wind, and he instantly turned around and stopped almost right behind me in the spot that he that I'd first seen him. I pulled up took a shot and instantly heard the crack and i'm like oh man i had a one tree in between me and him and my arrow was just lit up <laughs> in the tree oh man <laughs> and a, and a arrow hanging out of the tree that bug then he ran from the from the north side of me ran around to the south side of me so i had you know had my tree my harness on and that i had to completely spin around with that thing in there and knocked another arrow well, I just, you know, I didn't think about it. I just grabbed an arrow out of my quiver and knocked it up. Well, I always keep one arrow on there for, you know, for a coyote or anything like that. It's just a, a not basically arrow that I want to harvest a whitetail with. You know what I mean? It's some kind of trash arrow or whatever. Well, I just so happened to grab that arrow accidentally. And this buck had gone 30 yards south of me and he was watching the combine well i i noticed then that there was a doe in there as well that he must have been with she was watching me and i was like man this is this is gonna be bad you know i mean he's they're both gonna take off here but i had seen that i had that that predator arrow on there so i took it off set it on my stand and grabbed another one well when i went to knock it up the knock had come out of my arrow that i just took off and was still on my string so i had to like hold the other arrow in my hand take the knock off knock the arrow back up the whole time man this this deer never never looked at me man he was honed in on that combine and uh man i was able to come to full draw i shoot a single pin adjustable sight you know i was able to knock that up to 30 yards and i ended up having to to sit all the way down like i was hanging off my off my harness to get a good clear shot on him and and uh man i heart shot him he never knew what hit him he he went 20 yards never made it out of the woods and just fell right over good grief it was yeah it was by far man i i, I thought about kurt the whole time because man I, I i don't know how i could ever have a camera in there <laughs> <laughs> And got it all on video, man. I would have, I would have been like, you know, I'd have been totally up the creek without a paddle on that. There would have been a video of some trees, and that would have been about it, you know. 
But, yeah, um, he's texting me the whole time during this hunt, and I remember it was pretty early in the day, or probably like an hour before dark, and he said something like, Combine's in here. I think he said something like, I'm I'm not seeing much. I should just go. I think I said something like, you know, just hang, hang in there, whatever. And it wasn't like 10 minutes later, my phone rings, and he's like, I just shot the, I don't know, you said like the biggest buck of my life or shot a stud, and I'm like, you know, just waiting for the pictures. And, man, he sent me that first picture. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> never fails. You know, you're at work and everybody else out killing. And you want to be out there doing it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> but that's cool, man. Like, not to have any history with a deer like that and then to drop a stud like that, you know. I don't think the pictures do him justice, honestly. Like, till you actually get to physically hold that rack, it, it's pretty cool. He's got a... One of his eye guards almost has like an antelope looking drop yeah, to it. Yeah. It, uh, huh. it goes it's got straight. That curl. Yeah, curl to it. Pretty cool. Wow. So so you had you had no idea this deer even existed until you saw it, correct? Man, I didn't. You know, I, I had no idea that deer was there, you know. I mean and and I've always known deer to travel, you know. And so that that's I've never like lost hope with, with being able to see a mature deer you know i mean just because of the fact that i know during the rut the deer travel you know i mean they'll go miles you know i mean and and it's it it really got proven to me this year like how far really a deer will will go and you know for that i had a neighbor of mine we were with him watching a 190 inch deer all spring you know i mean and the deer had in his home terminal or in his home territory he was there every day you know what i mean and then come the rut that deer traveled seven miles yeah to to a breeding territory or whatever you know what i mean came back end of december came back to his home terminal home why do i keep saying terminal <laughs> <laughs> his home territory you know he came back and they ended up killing him muzzleloader season you know, and like I never really imagined a deer would travel that far. Oh yeah. You know, but um, you know, with my deer, I'd kill this deer, and I, and I'd ask everyone around, you know, where this deer came from, and and nobody knew where this deer came from. I could not, for the life of me, find out. Like, I'm talking to Kurt. Like, we're we're trying to maybe find out some DNA on it or something, and see if you know if you can get something tested just to kind of find out a little bit about him maybe but man it, it was kind of driving me nuts and uh come to find out i i found out where the deer's home terminal home territory was was from instagram huh. some uh you know whitetail page had shared my picture or whatever and they they tagged me in it i started looking through it and and somebody commented said that's him so I started looking this guy up and he's like from Michigan. It's <laughs> like Michigan. Man, this guy's like this guy's like two hours away. Like how is how is <laughs> this deer didn't travel that far, you know what I mean? Like what's going on here? So like I I contacted the dude, I'm like, I am a little confused as to how you know this deer, you know what I mean, if you're from Michigan or whatever and come to find out he had um talked to me about it. He's got some family in the area that they haunt you know, or whatever. Well, they had got some pictures from the car of him in a bean field 
you know, like I said, four and a half miles south of where I hunt. So, and that, that's where this gentleman that I contacted hunts. And he's like, yeah, that's where that deer home territory was, you know, was, was there. Huh? Wow. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool. Kind of gave me some closing on, you know, where the deer was killed and that and whatnot. And man, I tell you, another guy that I work with hunts the woods just north of me and he killed a deer that looks pretty similar to the deer that I killed. Like I I almost think it it must be a sibling or something. It it was uh, pretty wild, but he had never seen that deer either. So I, I don't think he never did find out where his came from, but yeah, that's crazy. Deer, deer do some crazy things in traveling during during the fall. It's it's yeah, insane. That's, that's for sure. And, and you know, if I could, if I could give that advice to anyone, man, don't give up. You know, I mean, just if you don't have good deer pictures, it just doesn't mean that they're not gonna show up. You know, I mean, it, it could change like it did for me in the matter of minutes. You know. For sure, man. So this deer comes out, you you miss your first shot. You know that this is a stud deer. What what's going through your mind as you're trying to as you're trying to get that second arrow on and, and get another shot off? I guess what's going through my mind is I'm trying to I'm trying to uh focus on the deer so I can explain to everyone what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so we can start hunting him again. You know, because... I for sure didn't think I was ever going to get another shot off at him. You know what I mean? But man, I tell you, I, I, after I, I seen him run away when that blood was just pouring out of him, man. I'm like, my God, man, I, I would have never, never thought that deer was that big. You know what I mean? As I seen him running away, it's like really, really got something on my hands here, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. I know you've told me previously that you haven't gotten an official score or anything, but roughly how, how big is this deer? Uh, roughly he's, he scored a little over 170, I believe. Golly. And is that your, yeah, I think, uh, I'm sorry. Yes. That, that is my biggest deer. And like I said, I believe he had, um, I think it was six and a half or seven inch bases on him. Goodness. He was, uh, he was by far, yeah, by far my biggest deer. That is that is awesome, man. Well, congratulations on a, a stud whitetail. That's that's a that's a buck of a lifetime for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. And I, I really, it'll be it'll be hard pressed to beat him. You know, I think. For sure. So, and I know we. Our, our listeners who have been listening for a while, they know that we, we pregame our, our episodes and kind of come up with a game plan for the flow conversation. So we talked prior to our, our episode today about um, your son, JT, and your wife also killing some nice deer here recently. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, to start with my wife, she's she's kind of slowed down a little bit in the in the deer hunting a little bit just with family and that you know we don't really have the time to get together as much as we used to you know before we had kids and that she she still goes a little bit you know i mean we still get her out when we can and that and she had killed over about 163 inch deer when she was eight months pregnant with our daughter in a pair of tennis shoes and (laughs) 
had a bibs <laughs> on and that and uh killed killed it with a shotgun man and and uh yeah that was that was phenomenal you know her grandpa was able to be there for it and and um uh, you know that that's truly something there you know to ever kill a deer of that size you know being eight months pregnant and all that we were our, our hunt camp was was ecstatic you know for that that was truly something there yeah and then jt uh you know we've we've killed this is probably his second yeah this is his second buck he killed a smaller a point last year which was which was really cool that uh we had you know good experience with that he had a little buck chasing some does around and that and this year he was hunting with his grandfather during gun season there and had an opportunity at a at a monster deer i mean it, it, it if it had a little more mass on it man i think it, it would out out grow it would outscore my deer wow but man it is just impressive man he he uh brought one home and uh it, it's a really nice deer as well it's going to be a long time before he beats that one for sure wow that that's awesome for for a kid like him to be able to get a buck that caliber that's really cool yeah that's for sure you know now i just gotta i just gotta try to keep him humble now you know <laughs> <laughs> i gotta try to try to keep him uh keep him down to real life here that those deer don't walk the woods every day you know yeah and that's very true <laughs> so. yeah it's always important to try and keep the kids and the youth i mean it, it's awesome to see them have an opportunity to kill like i said like a deer like that but in in today's world with with social media and all of the all the big deer pictures that you see floating around um it's yeah it it's important to, to remind them like you said jeff that those deer don't walk the woods it's uh it hunting hunting's a challenge and and opportunities like that are a privilege for sure yeah that's for sure you know and and like I, I try to keep keep that instilled in into my children and and any any youth that i take man i i try to you know bring as many kids or you know as i can along with us you know but it, it's it's trying to keep them on the trophy of the of the animal and not the the trophy of the antlers i guess you know what i mean like yeah I always try to make sure that everybody knows that that any deer is a trophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I don't care how big it is. If it gets your heart going, it's a trophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's... And, and that's one thing that that I like to keep going. And I tell you, man, I I I'd like to think I'm doing a good job with my son because he he's. <laughs> I gotta buy him more bullets, man. He's not afraid to shoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he loves he loves it man i'm he runs me out of tags man every year he's he's wanting he'll kill anything man he loves it so, that's awesome well it sounds like he's down going down the the right track then it's it's not about the it's not about the trophy like you said it's the it's the animal in general it's the experience it's the memories it's the it's the opportunity it uh it sounds like he's got the bug and the passion for sure yeah i don't think it's um, it's just the you know the times we live in. You know, like when we were kids, 
you had like your monster buck episode that come out like once a year on vcr tape. yep <laughs> maybe like real tree yeah you know and you you got that once a year and you're amped up about it and you just went to kill a deer but like now you can go home and sit on youtube and just get lost in that thing watching people shoot 180 200 inch deer all day long you know and i i hope it's not you know sticking to the, the new generation of hunters that that's what hunting is about you know it's still important as us important for us adults teaching kids to still you know teach them the fundamentals of, of good sportsmanship how to track you know tracking deer what a deer doing you know and it's not about point size yeah we all love to kill a big one but at the end of the day man it i i don't know what that would lead you know lead into if like some kids just shooting 200 every year and then has a dry year what is he going to hang it up you know i've always had the goal to keep pushing and keep going and you know i love to hunt i love the sport and i think that came from me starting out shooting small deer and i still do shoot small deer but you know every year i'm still trying to kill a big one yeah that's you know that's fun that's a challenge to myself you know but i think there's some people starting to open up about this now about people on social media need to quit pounding it down these kids throats about killing these monster you know turkey and deer and they let them enjoy it that you got to start with the foundation you know i think that's what keep people going for you know make a career out of it basically you know it's i don't i don't think hunting is like a five-year thing and then you hang it up you know it I've done it since I could legally, you know, get a tag, you know, and I continue to do it to the day I die. Yeah. That's, you know, hopefully guys are starting to wake up and, I mean, everybody wants their kid to do the best and make a name for themselves, I guess. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, the family time and, you know, take good pictures too. That's another thing. Uh, A lot of, I love looking back on the old pictures. We got it made now, you know, back when we killed stuff, in the 90s, you had the old 30, in, yeah, 35 millimeter. Yeah, instant print, you know, and it's fuzzy, and you got to write your name on the back, you know. And now, I mean, you get your phone out, you can take 200, take 200 pictures of what you kill. You can always delete them later, you know. I, yeah. I, I preach that more than anything. I know, guys, like, JT was probably burned out holding his turkey last year. I was like, he's, you could tell. He was just like, how many more are we going to take? <laughs> you know, the, that's stuff that they get to look back on, hopefully, you know, hanging in a trophy room and that's what I like now is just looking back at the old photos. I'm finally getting old enough now where I can look back 20 years and be like, man, I remember that hunt. Yeah, man. I think that's, it's funny. You mentioned like the, the old Bill Jordan monster buck videos and all that kind of stuff. Cause I, I can remember that my dad and I would always be excited to get, to get the latest one, the latest, you know, it was VHS and then it turned into DVD later on, you know, and, and whatnot. But I mean, even, even into, you know, young adulthood we were still you know excited about you know the late the latest hunting videos and stuff and you're right now you can you can look look into on on youtube and find it all and i i really think that that's that's an important thing that at least we try to do with some of our hunt hunting videos and stuff at fall obsession is you know putting hunts on there that that aren't quality they're quality productions but they're not you know monster animals you know and and really like you said harping on the aspect of it being uh you know about the about the experience about the memories about the the family and camaraderie of it of it all you know that that's important so yeah and i you know i honestly use youtube and social media for more educational purposes when i'm cruising videos looking at deer hunts and stuff i want to know what the guy did how he did it you know, what's, is there anything that he did that applies to maybe my situation where I hunt? 
you know, I don't, I could care less about looking at the horn size, you know, yeah, it's cool seeing a big buck, but oh, yeah. I don't get hung up on that part. You know, I want to look and see, I want to break down the details of what happened in that hunt, you know? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I guess if, if I could add, you know, a little bit to that as well, you know, the one thing that, that I really try to instill is, uh, this is, that's my deer. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you see a wild deer, you get one guy that says, yeah, that's my deer out there. You know what I mean? Like, and they want to keep it a secret, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, stay out of there, blah, 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 blah. Like that drives me more nuts than anything. You know what I mean? When somebody tries to claim a wild deer to be theirs, you know what I mean? Like, and it's sad kind of like how that has gone to be the new normal. You know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, hunting with my grandpa, like everybody was helping everybody excited, you know what I mean? To see a buck, you know what I mean? And now it's like, you know, people, Oh, that's, you know, that's my deer. I don't need you back there. You know what I mean? Trying to kill my deer or whatever. And it's, yeah, that's definitely one thing I'm trying for my family to, to not get into that, into that cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And nothing's a secret, man. I'll share my deer pictures with anybody. I'm not, I don't feel like that's the way things should go, you know? Right. And with Ohio, you know, like, it's kind of silly to get hung up on one deer. Yeah, you might have a target deer, but like Jeff said, you shouldn't give up because you might not see a good one. Like, your neighbors might be practicing the same management that you do, and you don't even know the guy. You know, he might be letting three-year-olds walk, and he probably is putting minerals down like everybody else here. That's why our quality of deer, I think, is getting bigger. I mean, it's hard to get in some places to hunt. That does have an effect, too. But, you know, I uh, just like Jeff said, you know, don't give up, you know. And if, if you're not after something, you know, if you can't find a bruiser to get on, you know, whatever, just, hang, you know, hang it, you know, ha- enjoy it, have fun, because you never know what's going to happen here, especially with the combine. Um, you know, you hear that saying, like, uh, the combine's a deer's dinner bell. And, and if you've never experienced that, it is true like if you if you know you know because it, it i i never believed it you know until i because you you know you think about it you got to be in the woods at the right time that dude might not even harvest that day or that week that you're in there and to actually catch a combine coming by when you're out in the woods that is that's actually something pretty special because you you do get to see how these deer respond around um farm equipment you know i've heard it through the farmers all the years you know like yeah they just jump a row over when you're harvesting you know and i'm kind of like I can't picture that in my head, you know, massive piece of equipment running like that. And the deer aren't even afraid of it. But as soon as you put your boot on the ground, they're gone. You know, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that concept. So I know it's a little off topic, but no, not at all. Don't, don't give up for sure. Yeah. And that to get back on that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, but you know, just around us here within 20 miles of us, I would say that that old Fort Buck, found was found dead here i don't know if you've seen that sam or not but that was a 232 inch deer or something like that goodness yeah you know and he was right on a state route everybody's seen him you know what i mean but everybody was stuck on the one spot you know what i mean the one woods that that deer was at and and he had traveled outside of that you know what i mean but no one was ever you know lucky enough to kill him but you know those deer are out there but yeah how many times do you hear guys say I've never had pictures of that buck and, and kill him, you know? Right, so right. that's what sticks in my head. Like every time I'm out, like those guys that shoot some 
dandy buck you know and they're like man i've never had that deer on our farm before you know so like what are, what are you chasing other than just trail cam pictures <laughs> oh yeah well yeah you I'm, never know you never know we got we i mean we've had several guys on our podcast in previous episodes to talk about that i know one of our early episodes i believe it's episode eight um our one of our own staffers Waylon langford came on here and he shot a 200 plus inch white tail low fronts free range on his lease and you know had had no idea that 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 caliber deer was was running around out there buck of a lifetime right. you know or right. when we visited with chad allen jones too he he came on and i mean he had some pictures prior to killing the deer but you know put cameras out on on this place and and was shocked with with the buck that he saw showing up so yeah they're like like you both have said they're they're out there they're hiding and you know yeah. it's not a it's not something everybody sees but but they are out there for sure well guys i really appreciate both y'all coming on again for for this week's episode um i know like we mentioned last week turkey's on the brain turkey season's coming up if not already started and but uh it's kind of funny we we keep falling back to deer hunting and and whitetails so our our passion passion in the fall is strong but um i know that everybody's excited to chase spring birds too so Looking forward to seeing what's coming up this this upcoming year. Yeah, don't forget to get in it in our uh, contest at Fall Obsession for the turkey contest. Absolutely, you got a good chance of winning because uh, Jeff and I only shoot Jakes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you that in mind. <laughs> We've already counted our losses on this one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you guys haven't heard yet, we do at Fall Obsession. We are hosting a 2021 turkey hunt competition. So you can team up with a family member or hunting buddy and uh, enter. Basically, submit your your birds that you kill within our, our hunt date range this this season, and be entered to win uh, one of our three categories and some cash money. And the more people we have registered for this hunt competition, the bigger the cash pots are going to get. So be sure that you guys get in on that. More info on that is at fallobsession.com. You guys can check it out and. Real quick, while we're talking about turkey hunting, be sure you go back one week if you haven't already and check out our turkey hunting uh, podcast episode with Jeff and Kurt here that we had last week. Um, But really appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't already, hit that follow and subscribe button, whatever app you choose to listen to your podcasts on we're on all the major podcast platforms fallobsession.com is the hub that is where you can find all of our content um, as well as our apparel we have t-shirts on sale right now also have a new turkey hunting uh, spring thunder hat design that you guys can pick up um, and subscribe to us on social media and follow us facebook instagram and our youtube channel and uh, jeff and his son jt and kurt they have several videos um, over the past uh, year and past few months that they've submitted and put on our youtube channel so be sure that you guys go and check that out and i'm sure that we're going to have you guys uh, on here again whether it's on the podcast or some videos you guys are we'll be getting some more content from y'all in the near future i'm sure so yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll have a few turkey videos for you. Yep, it's going to happen. Well, we're looking forward to it and looking forward to see what uh, not only the spring season has in store for you guys, but also when we get to the fall and whitetails are back on the on the brain. Look forward to seeing what you guys come up with. So appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, man, thanks for having us. Absolutely. It's our pleasure, guys. Well, everyone, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you guys again next week for another Fall Obsession podcast episode.
one wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.